Hello, my name is Jacob. And my name's Pete. And you are listening to The Shift Life. Hello, welcome along to episode four. Yes, we're, uh, we're, we're going along swimmingly. We've made it this far. And I think now it's fair to say that a lot of people who we didn't think would listen have heard it in some way. Yes, yes. I don't know if we've kept their attention. Thank you if you have. Yeah, if you're sticking with us. Um, it's not to say thank you if you haven't. That's right. Yeah. Thank you for listening even once. Oh, I know. That's it. it you That's know, very kind of you. Once is enough. Um, yeah. More is better. Mm. As Lionel Richie said once, twice, three times a lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could change that to three times the oh, shift listen. life, oh. couldn't we? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Could do. Okay. Could do. Okay. Um, we're here from another shift. Yes, we are. Um, I think it's safe to say that that's probably going to be quite, um, consistent coming from. It's the routine, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're still deciding whether or not it's the best way to go forward, you know, being talking when we're sort of on the verge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Especially, um, since, uh. I don't know, I had like about three hours yesterday. It's uh, three hours sleep, that is. Why did you have three hours sleep? Good question. Good question. Um, Well, for those of you um, who can relate to what I'm saying, um, which is probably a lot of you, maybe all of you, I don't know. Um, All of them. Sorry? All of them. All of them. Yes, all of you. Uh, I, you know, it's, it's that inner voice that constantly, um, won't shut up, won't let you sleep. Um, you know, just basically talking about all the things that are stressing you out, just reminding you of things that you need to do, get done, um, pay bills. Um, you don't have to pay. No, no. Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. stop paying your bills. Ring them up and just say, you know what, yeah. I need to sleep. Yeah. So I'm not going to pay bills anymore. Mm-hmm. It's How the way forward. Gonna... Yeah, don't cut me off. The way forward. Or cut me off and I'll be fine. Yes. Because you will be. Remember that. That's right, exactly. Remember that. There's, you know, there's always a way out. Mm-hmm. That's another uh, wisdom nugget. Wisdom nugget. Oh, yes. And yes. that noise is here. That noise plays whenever there's a moment of some kind of wisdom nugget. And, oh, I'm really pleased with that sound this, this time. Definitely. You've, um, I've you've the, captured it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Definitely. That's, that's great. Definitely. Um, okay, so one thing that's been on my mind this week. Hang on. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do something slightly unprofessional. I'm going to go over here and... Oh, where have you gone? Oh, there you are. I got worried for a second now. It would be just me talking to everybody. Nobody wants that. No. Um, I just want to look up the definition of the word. Are you multitasking? I am. Wow. So I thought the definition of the word change would be a lot more um, articulate than this. It's not. It's simply make or become different. Um, right. An act, as, and then as a noun, as an act, 
or process through which something becomes different. I, you know, okay. I was hoping there was going to be something a little bit more so disappointed than there. that. Slightly yeah. disappointed. It's it, it's eleven minutes past eight, and I've been heavily disappointed. Only this early into the day. That that's not right. No, it's not. Um, the reason I wanted to look up that word is because that's the word at the moment. That's like my buzzword at the moment. Right. Change. Okay. And we're four episodes into this. Now we started this podcast less than a month ago. I'd say so. Something. Yeah. I think yeah. if not dead on. Yeah. Like a month. I don't think it's been anything more than that. No. And it, things have changed. As in, we've got this commitment to this. Yes. And I love the commitment to this. In my personal life, I've made a commitment about what I'm going to do with my future. I've got a commitment about how I want to move forward with my creative work. I've made a commitment about what I'm doing in my job, my paying its income kind of job. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's, that's just the... I, I find... That's something which I, I'm never, like I've said to you a million times, I'm never too happy being super comfortable. I'm not saying I want to test the waters all the time yes. or rock the boat yes. and be irresponsible. As you get older, you you tend to be a bit more safe about the decisions you make and and so on. And um, it, But the word change to me is really important at the moment yes. because it's it's something i look towards and i think how can i change something i'm not enjoying because there's a lot of things in my life that i don't enjoy in terms of uh that's not to say i'm outweighed by this idea that life is terrible by mm-hmm. no means it is not no. but there are things that i think i want that to change right, and okay. it's a responsibility of the individual to change it um absolutely because one thing that's come up lately and here's uh, here's something which I think seems so obvious, but I it's a stretch for me to understand it at times. Okay. Is that I, I, I learn things in a very <laughs> long-winded way. Okay, something that is like a 16-year-old would know just instantly. It takes me about 15 years. Right. And one thing I've started to do now is just simply take away all power from other people allowing how I feel about myself. So what I mean is, and there's where the word change comes into it again. Yes. So if I'm thinking this person's pissed me off, this person's annoyed me, why is this person not acting a certain way? Well, I can't change them. I have to change how I approach it. Yeah. Right. So, and I just, I wondered what your thoughts were on change really, because that's, that's something that's so big in my life right now and this of course involves you in terms of us doing this podcast and so on and um well you know i um i have to completely agree with you there i mean for starters doing this podcast um is a change in my life it's um something that i've never done before um it's it's out of character for me um i'm usually sort of quite shy um mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I don't generally have a problem sharing thoughts. It's usually with um, people that I've got to know over a course of time. Yeah, because they can leave crumbs on them, can't they? And not wash them up properly. Oh, forts. I thought you said forks. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. A little attempt to be funny. Oh, very good. Very <laughs> Sorry. good. That's Sorry. all right. Don't worry. You know, I'm, 
I'm sharing something here if you want to. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. You let me ramble for about 20 minutes. No, that's okay. Um, well, you know, you, you had something to say and some things don't change. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> okay. So what was I saying? Oh, yes. Um, so as I said, you know, this, this, this podcast is a, um, a bigger deal than I probably initially first like realized um, how so in a sense that um i didn't realize how much i wanted to do something like this how much mm-hmm. i enjoyed it um how surprised i am at myself for um i guess being a part of something that other people um like are aware of you know are, are involved in mm. um because so, we're borderline famous now oh definitely definitely you know Just fan so. mail is through the roof yeah I've had to uh, nail shut my letterbox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've had to hire security. You were saying that this this podcast is a bigger deal than you first realised. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, um, we're, we're talking like personally about what it's done in our personal life. We're not saying like we can't walk down the street. No, 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 one no cares. of course, yeah. No one cares. It's again lovely that people listen and have heard and give us feedback and talk to us about it um, and send messages and that's really kind. Um but we, you know we're not we're not believing that we're anything more no, than that. So. No, I mean initially this this is just really about something that you know I mean we enjoy doing it. Yeah, and, that's um, got to be the most important part. Exactly, and you know that that's something that everyone should keep in mind that when they're doing something like this mm. or whatever it is that they're doing, it's it, the most important thing is is that they're enjoying it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says. Um, you know that's. Uh, that's basically yeah something that yeah well it's it's the philosophical question of what would you like to do if money were no object and then you you reach out and you think that's the thing that i want to do and then you learn your craft at it and you become as good as you can be and so on and and then see where it takes you and absolutely you know if your if your passion is this or that go for it um we i think I think we were talking about this doing a podcast because we feel like we've, you know, we talk so much nonsense to each other yeah. and we wanted to try and distill that into this kind of bottle of let's see what we can make it if it's a 45 minute something ramble on mental health and so on, things that we talk about anyway. And um, it's kind of naturally turned into just a bit of a how are you doing kind of thing. Yes, uh, you know, and we've now got a song in each episode. That's what we have. Doing. We have. We're going to play something this week, and well. um, we, yeah, we 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 kind of, you know, just just like this podcast. It you know we go from week to week, and you know, uh, all of you know how long a week is and everything that can happen during it. And there's there's always, um, I guess, days where we're sort of feeling good. There's always days where we're not feeling quite so good. So, yeah, it's just we. So we thought we'd share with you, and we were personally we were getting a bit sick of just sitting in a coffee shop and talking to each other. Yeah, we felt like we needed to record it. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, because we easily forget things. I forgot about a million things tonight when I would. I think I'd, I said to you at least twice. Oh, remind me. Yeah, and then that's just passing on responsibility. 
to be honest. Exactly. I, just, it, I usually write things, things that I go to remind myself about, I write down on my phone. I even, I don't even do that anymore. I will say though, you did, you, you know, we, we did manage to kind of remember what it was. Yeah, about three hours later. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's still in time for, for when we needed it. So yes. that, that's, you know, that's it, important. Overnight, thing. it's very difficult to make a catastrophic uh situation worse or you know anything like that because no one's doing anything at night so if you know you know that's one thing i'd say about what it what are not such a nice thing about working at night is if you are stressed and you're worried about something in your day life then it it sort of amplifies it at night it does you know and you're you're constantly thinking about it um, the same can be said for if you're working during the day, but it's just like at night that should be naturally the time that you are sleeping. So it's it just feels a bit odd, and that's difficult. I've I've had that experience a few times when I've become stressed about something, and then and then and then the problem is you go home, and then maybe you can't sleep as well as you want to, mm-hmm. especially how the weather is at the moment. Yeah, very very hot. Oh, so yeah, it is. It's so difficult. I've I've. I've got a fan on me. It just makes no difference. Mm. Makes no difference, you know. That was uh, another factor, I'd say, to my lack of sleep yesterday. I do apologise. Keep going on about that, but it's you know it's tough. Three it's tough. hours. Three hours. Yeah. I don't think I could do. I don't think I could function on just three hours sleep. No. Well, there, you know, there's there's people that function on less. Um, mm. It's. I suppose you know we're all we're all different. I do like my sleep when I get it. Yeah. I used to I used to hate sleep actually. It used to really bug me, as in I'd feel I didn't need it as much. Mm-hmm. And then as I've got older, it's it's turned into like, oh, I can sleep for two hours here well, and I'll do it. Yeah, which is a bit strange. That's like um, and that's it, changed. It is funny um, because when I was sort of younger um and all sort of the you know being anxious and depressed night time was the most difficult time for me mm-hmm. um i i really struggled um it's when i kind of was at my lowest probably had all the worst kind of thoughts um so when i started to work nights um mm-hmm. it, it obviously kind of um took me kind of out of that where I was focusing on doing the job at hand and I got to a point where when you were having your night off you know going to sleep at night in bed was was actually a luxury oh right okay um, so you started gonna... you started to appreciate it a bit more mm. I thought you were going to say it was difficult because I find it really difficult to sleep that first night off it, well, yeah, I mean, you mm. know, if you, it's really difficult because you think to yourself, well, do I keep with the same pattern as if yeah. I was yeah. working? Um, if you have a little nap, um, sometimes you can kind of still get off at a reasonable time into the normal sleep. Do you, do you stay up all the way through um, mm. and just feel rubbish all day? It's, you know, I suppose it depends on... That, that, that last one you've mentioned, do you stay up all day and just try and get through it? And then sleep at night. I've tried that a few times. Yeah, I fail more than I succeed. Mm-hmm. So, do you do you tend to fall asleep like 
it's like earlier uh, than planned uh, yeah. sort of like it's like five uh, six o'clock early evening yeah and then you <laughs> yeah. wake up and it's like midnight yeah and then it's Hate just it. it that's an even worse scenario mm-hmm. than both of the other scenarios absolutely so yeah. yeah that's um that's because then you're active from like 12 till the time that you would naturally then go to sleep if you were working yeah yeah and then and then you've just messed yourself up anyway so yeah. that's tough it is tough we uh last week we've got some feedback from a song we played a song called lifeboat by talifa rise yes uh we brackets, have i directed that music video you did direct it brackets. and it was a, a great directional um piece piece by you yes thank you you're thank welcome you no much. it was it was thank great you. that's very lovely um i stupidly didn't link the video in anything Oh dear! So what are you like? Oops. What are you like? I know, and um, typical me. Yeah. So, I will go back and do that yes. if anyone wants to watch it. Yes, and I, I suggest that you do watch the video. Thank you. Um. Yeah. So, Jacob will get that link sorted out. I'll sort that link out. Um, and we we got some feedback from people who said, "Oh, it was an amazing song." And that's, I mean, the song just by itself is awesome. It's really incredible. Yes, yeah. And um, Joe, who is Talifa Rise, is a fantastic artist and deserves so much praise and credit for what she does. Um, we're going to play a song this week by an artist who I had the privilege to meet. I, I played a show with him. Didn't know anything about him. Right. Um, he's called Spy from Moscow. He's not a spy from Moscow, though. Okay. So don't confuse the two. You know, um, with the sort of poisoning going on but yeah let's yeah it's but don't worry he you know he he's a lovely guy really amazing guy um and he he's written a song called it never comes and um this guy he he's so when you watch him on stage when you listen to him he's really passionate his music is so uh beautiful it it just it kind of it he's one of these artists who when he starts playing, you have absolutely no choice but to kind of just focus entirely on what he's doing and and how he plays his guitar and how he sings and yeah. what he's singing yeah. and so on. It's absolutely amazing. So the song is called It Never Comes. Okay. The artist is Spy from Moscow. Are you ready to hear it? I certainly am. Fantastic. <laughs>
that was Spy from Moscow and it never comes. Really lovely song. It was a great song. I suggest checking him out on Facebook. He's got a website as well. That's Spy from Moscow. Do be careful though when you look that up on Google. Yeah. You might not find exactly what you're looking for. So look up music, look up the name of the song. It's called It Never Comes. I'm sure you'll find him. Absolutely fantastic artist as well. If you get a chance to see him live as well, absolutely incredible. That's great. Um, so, I mean, something I found when I was listening to uh, last week's episode, um, listening to the first part and then the song starts, it, you know, it gave you a chance to think about what was said. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as listening to the songs, because you know how you have those those deep thoughts. And, I'm um, always having deep thoughts. Oh yeah, man. deeper the better. I am like the deep thought king. Right. Well, that, uh, no know. one's ever called me that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a uh, pimp name. Well, um, maybe we shouldn't bring that up on the podcast. But n- no, but, yeah, yeah. What I do in my private life is up to me. That's right. That's right. How was your trip to London? My trip to London was um, great. The The initial journey itself, um, I decided to brave the Megabus. Oh. Yep. So it was quite a few hours sat there. Mm-hmm. Um, going there wasn't, wasn't terrible. Um, it kind of, I went there with a plan, you know, of what I was going to do during that time. Man with Keep a plan. Keep me occupied, yeah. Mm-hmm. Best to be prepared. Yeah. The journey back, however, all fell apart because no AC. So, yeah, no air conditioning. And it was very, very hot. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was terrible, really. Oh. Just seeing, seeing these people kind of... Was it packed? Heat stroke and, and things like that. Um because that makes it worse if there's lots of people yeah, in the so, small area. So going, going there, it kind of didn't get busy until we, um, I think, stopped at Sheffield. And then between Sheffield and okay. arriving at London, Victoria, it kind of really sort of got a bit busier on the um, bus. Um, however, on the way back, yeah, it was it was mm. um, full, yeah. full to the brim. Should have got one of those little... Um, Fans, fans. Yeah, it's that's funny. A few people mm. sort of brought that up. Mm. So, but you'll do this now, won't you? You'll get a fan. I will, and you won't be going down to the winter. And winter is coming. Yeah, well, that's it. So, winter. Um, maybe avoid the mega bus. Book early advance. Um, mm. But anyway, yeah, the trip. The, you know, the. the, the did you have a nice time in I London? I did have a nice time. <laughs> Sorry, it took so long to get there. Yeah, we're I'm, I'm still about scarred. The travel. Yeah. Um, I did have a nice time. Uh, it was nice to sort of catch up with um, older work friends and mm-hmm. um, family as well. And I also went back to where I was born, Croydon. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mean the like the actual hospital room? Uh, no. You... Oh. No. I, I okay. don't know if that's there anymore. Oh. Um, well, you know, that's what I thought you were implying. Yeah. I bet it was just nice to see what was has I been your home. Was I born in a hospital? Yeah, I was born, born in a hospital. Yeah, I was born in a okay, hospital. I've been born on a I don't night, remember. Wasn't there? I don't remember. Um, no, very few people do. Yeah, it's funny that. Um, so I, I guess it was just nice seeing 
such familiar places. Yes, it and, was. And it was. Um, yeah. London's amazing in the summertime. It is amazing. And I, I grew, I, I sort of, I, I spent a lot of time in southwest London. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some beautiful parts in there. You I, said you went for a walk along the Thames in Kingston? Uh, so, so, Surbiton, Surbiton. From, yeah, between Surbiton to Kingston. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was such fantastic. a nice area. It is. It really is. So that was lovely. But you're glad to be back home here in the North East. Back home, yes. You know, continuing our lovely uh, podcast adventures. Podcast, yes, of mm. course. Of course. One, one, ish, uh, one story we were going to bring up this week was this was quite heavily reported in uh, one particular newspaper. Mm-hmm. I won't name which one because that's unfair, but yeah. it's... Um, a disgusting newspaper, basically. I wouldn't use it for toilet roll. Um, I'll let you guess which one that is, and it's not the one which is called, uh, which rhymes with the pun. I think mm-hmm. people call it Daily Fail. Make up your own minds about what that means. Um, and they reported that seventy thousand children, I think, in the UK are now on antidepressants. That's, that's unbelievable. Un- it's-, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable because there's there's still so many people who believe that antidepressants are a a significant help and yes. for some people they are for some people they're not and it's an individual basis on on how you judge if they are right for you or not right for you and how do you know without taking them so i'm not you know i, I take that point as being very valid i personally believe i don't think they're of great use no that's just my own view um i don't know where i stand on how they are with children I don't know enough to know the you know effects and so on. It's um it's a strange one for me. Um it really is because I would assume that like antidepressants uh sorry not antidepressants antibiotics um you know they're quite often GPs are hesitant to prescribe children antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um sorry I've said it again, antibiotics, antibiotics, right, yeah, excuse me, three hours sleep, um, and I, you know, I just, I thought it, I feel that it would be the same, the same uh, idea that, you know, that it's, it's something that should be kind of given um, maybe as a, as a last chance alternative, I mean, I understand yeah. going down the route as like in regards to counseling therapy mm. again it's it's whether you're ready for that yeah um in this report it does say um to defend it in a way it does say that obviously talking therapy is the number one therapy that they tried to suggest and offer and do that but of course mm-hmm. with the nhs and so much being under such pressure yeah you know 70 imagine 70,000 people just rocking up yeah. you know children who go yo we need a we need a counselor here or something like that is that must be so difficult to handle of course so i can yeah. understand the reasoning behind just writing out a prescription going there you go mm-hmm. let you know well i away. mean it, it's scary because the you know as i said the the, the ages that that the kind of that they mentioned were 12 years and under and mm. it's you know you you think to yourself wow it's it's yeah. As a, I mean, as speaking as a as a parent, um, I I'd, I'd be seriously concerned. Um, 
Would you be happy for your child to be? I mean, sorry, have, you know, I, I use the word loosely happy, but would you feel like it's okay for your child to be on antidepressants? I mean, I it if I had a clear cut vision or or an idea of um, what exactly was sort of wrong, um, and you know, sort of going down the route as therapy and knowing how long sometimes that can take um but I would certainly question myself what I could do more as a parent to offer support and to and I would feel that I would have to certainly look at all the other um alternatives mm-hmm. um because it you know I think quite often medication is is used as a um as a quick solution yeah. You know, um, uh, as I said, you know, especially if it's if it's offered to a child whilst they're waiting to receive any kind of other care. But I would always ask the question, can something else be done? You know, mm. is that is that really, you know? Yeah, I mean, the answer. there's a saying which goes, there's a pill for every ill. Mm. And that kind of kicks in when I think of these kind of, when I look at this kind of situation and it you know we're we're in a, a culture and a society where it's like oh there's this wrong with you we're going to write you out this mm-hmm. and you'll be better that, you know that's just not how antidepressants work no um they work in conjunction with other therapies i strongly advise the number one therapy being counseling and and so on and things like that and exercise and diet and so uh, and similar things like that um which, of course, aren't always super accessible to people. But, yes. And, you know, with the NHS being under such pressure and your GPs not being able to maybe offer you the support that you need, you know, I can understand. I do totally get that, you know, a parent at the end of their rope with their child who just wants their child to be healthy and happy and and loved, you know, they and to be, you know, a shining light of life, that's what a child is. You know, if, you, if you're seeing a child who is miserable mm-hmm. or not, I think it would be far more um, effective and and far more of a priority to um, maybe consider like cognitive um, therapy Mm. in regards, especially for children, because I feel that there's there's uh, an element of them that will always be able to interact with their own peers, Um, you know, as, as, as you kind of get that older into your teens and that you can certainly kind of fall off the radar and become more reserved but certainly um you know the younger children i think um i think you know set involving them in groups where you know there's there's sort of other children that are going through similar things and again Mm. you know that it's they're not being put into a position where they feel you know like overwhelmed with like professional help and talking to an adult because again it's sometimes it's really difficult um, oh yeah i went to counseling when i was a kid i hated it yeah absolutely oh, yeah. I hated it and i think i think i only went because my situation at the time was like well how else do we help let's mm-hmm. just do this so i can understand it i think at the time i didn't understand it obviously when you're a kid you maybe don't have the insight that you do as an adult obviously and it's taken me years to kind of figure out why I hated it as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's not just it it's not just that like oh I didn't like the who the counselor was or I didn't like that I felt 
I didn't need it. It was simply that it was making me feel like there was something wrong with me. Yeah. And that's really difficult to understand as a child. Absolutely. And so then as you get older and go, oh, hang on a minute, there's nothing wrong with me. This is just life. Yeah. You know, and it's incredibly overwhelming. It's, you know, it's in, it's super overwhelming when you're an adult. Imagine what it's like for a child. Absolutely. To... And you've got to think as well, when you're sat there talking to a counsellor or a therapist as a child, you're there alone or maybe mm-hmm. you're there with um, a parent. Um, but, you know, you're still in a room with adults and that, you know, that's that, of course you're going to think, you know, what what is happening to me? What is going on mm-hmm. when you're at a stage that you don't understand it? Um an issue, then, an issue, a point I want to make as well, and this is something that I, one of my problems is always mixed signals. Mm-hmm. Someone saying something and then something not quite aligning with that and so on is, you know, the number one thing you're always telling children is, oh, avoid strangers, don't, you know, don't talk to strangers. And yeah. then suddenly yeah. you're thrust into a situation where it's like, talk to this stranger. Yeah, that's it. A child's like, huh? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. No, so, that's... that's... I don't know if other children have had that problem, but I did. Well, and that's the thing, you know, we're not we're not sitting here claiming to be like professionals. Um, We can only talk from our own experiences um, and our own opinion of of how we feel. Maybe these situations could be handled differently. Um, Mm. We by no means take any credit away from professionals. Um, Oh, no, like I think that. I've got some friends who have gone down the counselling route. Yeah. One, one friend who's a psychiatrist. That, that's incredible. Anyone who's doing a job to be of service to help people in that absolutely. sense. Absolute respect. Yeah, hats off to them. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, this is just, um, I guess you, you read a story and it's like, it it, mm. it takes you back. Um, you know, it's like, gosh. Yeah. I think as well, just that headline, which I suppose, um, I kind of hate that they've done it really, but that, that headline is meant to make you go, oh my God, mm-hmm. 70,000 yeah. kids yeah. on antidepressants. Who knows how true that is? You know, statistics, I always find it very difficult to. Well, that's judge. it. The, the, you know, the news is very good at, at wording it in how, you know, you, mm. you think to yourself, that's how you want to hear it. Yeah. It's meant to pull you in. And so, I, uh, you know, it's, again, it's, we're not saying that, um, kind I, of. I'm curious as to why that, that headline was worded like that as well. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very obvious that that would be the headline, but who's it for? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. who are they trying to shock? Yeah. Because um, if you go further into the story, I read I read most of it. I didn't yeah. read, like, the final end of that story. Uh, the, the There's a part of the uh, the news story where it says something like, this is a clear sign that our uh, NHS and it's a clear sign that our services aren't working and so on. So it's, it's almost a political attack as well. And it's yeah. like, well, uh, and, and not just a political attack on the current government, on previous Labour governments, yes. which I then started going into. And I was like, huh, hang on, hang on, let's reverse it. Well, it's, you know, it's always a blame game, isn't yeah. it? So... And, and that's pathetic. Yeah, because it's like, well, hang on a minute. I don't think the headline is our country is letting us down. No, there's responsibility at individual level. So, well, and I think you know the um, GPs deal with so many people that, um, I, I guess we live in a in a world now where you 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 kind of have to deal with the individual in the best way that you can with the 
resources that you have and the time frame that you have. Um, so, and because uh, issues like mental health and um, other things similar to that, it's it's become so more relevant now. Um, and I guess the, I guess we're kind of now that we're we're more aware of it. It's about getting to grips on how to manage it and how to help mm. um, and the best course of action to take in regards to that. What would you say your experience when you've gone to a GP regarding mental health issues has that been good? Like, do you feel you've got the help that you needed at the time, or like I suppose some people yeah. go because they're like. I don't know what else to do, so I'm going to do this because it seems smart not without knowing the help that they want. The So the two occasions, there's only been two occasions I went to a GP. Um, the first occasion was when I was heavily self-harming um, and drinking. And as I said, they I think I mentioned in a previous um, episode that they, you know, because I came across like I was very aware of what I was doing and it was sort of a coping mechanism, they the GP was happy to, well, I wouldn't say happy, but w- was was kind of uh, allowed me to kind of work through that. Um, yeah. And obviously be monitored so that should it get any worse, then they would have to mm. obviously step in. So there was that. The second time I went to see a GP, um, I hadn't, started to self-harm but I was getting a lot of panic attacks feeling anxious suicidal thoughts Mm. um so I was put down on a waiting list for counseling I was offered um antidepressants to take obviously during that time whilst I was waiting uh however I turned them down because I'd, I'd taken antidepressants before and Unfortunately, I abused them with alcohol, so they they were pretty much non-effective. So I, you know, said no, and I just waited for counselling. And I never saw, since that moment, I never saw the GP again. Um, It was only... You had the counselling? I had the counselling, and there was a a letter written um, from the counsellor to the GP. Right. so from the moment I started the counselling, um, and obviously their their um, their opinion of the help I needed, and um, kind of that because they were deciding whether or not it would be cognitive therapy or whether mm-hmm. it was one on one. Yeah, CBT. Yeah, yeah. So they so they agreed that I needed one on one. So obviously that was. Were you happy with that, or would you been just as happy with CBT? No, I wanted one on one. You wanted yeah. was that something that you had? Do you think you helped sway that? Did they ask you? Yeah, I mean they they did ask me initially because um, I had a telephone interview. Oh, okay. Um, and they asked me what I was looking for, and I I said, and they said, okay, well, based on what you've told us, and I had to go through all the issues I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. They said we will make a decision. Um, on what we feel that you need, um, taking into account what you've obviously suggested yourself. Yeah. So yeah, I was happy with the decision um, because, as I said, I'd been to therapists, I'd been to counsellors before, and same, you know, same thing as you. I just, uh, you know, it was like I don't want to be here. Um, yeah. I don't want to talk to these people. That's and that's the thing is, as a kid, if you're put into that situation where 
parent, guardian, whoever has gone, I think you need to see a counsellor. You might not have a choice. Mm. As an adult, you do have a choice. That's right. And it's cliched, boring. I don't like cliches, but there's a lot of truth in them. I When I have gone, it's because I have wanted help. Yes. So you are more receptive and open to it that. It is. And, it, and it's extremely... Um, in my eyes, when when you go there and you are ready for it, and it's it's you know it's a it's a, kind of the the avenue that you want to go down. Mm. It's it's extremely effective in mm. its own way. Um, I'm not saying that it solves any problems, but it's a great support. So, I yeah, I felt at the time that it was you know the the best choice for me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Heavy subject again. I know. That's what know. we do here on the shift life. That's right. A bit of humour, a bit of heaviness. We like to mix it. It's like a mental health cake. It is. It's it a heavy is. subject, but there's buttercream involved. That's right. A gooey centre. Yeah. I don't think I've... I, I've never come across a um, vegan buttercream yet. Oh. don't think so. I'm back on the veganism. Hang yeah, on, what you... did I eat this morning? What did I eat? Oh, yeah, no, that's vegan. It's all right. Yeah. The Belvita. The Belvitas thing. Yeah, they were vegan, so yeah. it's okay. I think um, I left. So we were in Tesco's together, mm-hmm. and I left. Other supermarkets are available. Yes. Every little helps. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, and I left um, you in there. Yeah. At the point where if I was still there, I feel like you, you would have... Yeah, you... Do you know, because whenever I'm went? around... Is that Yeah, yeah, went? yeah. Really? And you came out and you said, um, I, you know, it was really difficult to choose everything vegan there. And you did it because I wasn't there. It's funny, that, isn't it? Mm. What else is funny is this really annoying guy who's outside making yeah. loads of noise, and cleaning the streets. How dare Can he? I just bring up the fact, do you remember that episode that went, you know, that uh, crashed and burned, the real episode three? Oh, yeah. We we had this same issue. We did have this the same issue. This cleaner went by and we made a little joke about back alleys. Yeah. So um, there we go. There we go again. It made it. Toilet humour. It made it. Yeah. I could always edit Got this bit have, out, though. Yeah, you could. But you could. I think I'm all right with that. Oh, good, good. Well, this is uh, this has been Pete, and this has been Jacob, and you have been listening to the Shift Life. Goodbye. Bye bye. <laughs>